Hey friends, thanks so much for following the Your Story Matters platforms and also this brand new podcast, the Your Story Matters podcast. I collected a lot of these stories from survivors to share of their journey of survivorship, healing and recovery from abuse. It helps us understand by listening to somebody else's experience. It serves as a guidepost into opening up our understanding that two things, we're not alone and it wasn't our fault. So I thank you for joining me on this journey. Also, be sure to follow me on another brand new platform, Substack. I'm going to be releasing articles and other media content on that very soon. So go to Substack and search Brandon Dempsey, and I'll see you there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our podcast, Season 1, Episode 1 of Mary DeMuth. Hope you enjoy. Hey, what's up, Confessions of a Worship Leader? Brandon Dempsey here. Thanks for following Confessions of a Worship Leader. Here is today's daily confession. A tale of two worship teams. So this is kind of like a little bit of a story, and um, it's to tie in the fact that spiritual abuse can entrap even the worship team, and you may not even know it. Simply this. I know of a worship ministry and church, very large. Uh, the pastor had called me to come out to work with them for a period of like six months on a contract. And they were in the process, as what he told me, was to create uh, two worship services in the church and needed help. So I went in, come to find out that the whole worship team itself that consisted of about probably 30 people, they had an excess um, overflow of people for orchestra and also for a choir. So there was essentially three big worship groups, and they wanted to create a contemporary service, which is not too abnormal. But from what I found out, uh, this was a decision that was made among the pastor and worship team to create two different services because the one once group that it was in the church doing one service, they could not get along. And this came down to basically... Uh, the contemporary side of the group that was just guitars and drums. And then you had a traditional side of the group. Again, keeping in mind this, this was one worship team. The traditional side was, you know, skilled pianists and, and singers. But in trying to do a one service together, this was not working. And they tried uh, to talk out their differences, but it came down to arguments with each other uh, making fun of one another, not listening. It caused a lot of unnecessary drama. So the pastor had the idea of creating two separate services to help alleviate the issue. <laughs> and you probably heard of this before as well. This does not alleviate any issue. It actually creates more issues because the personalities that were involved were not handled rightly. They were not solved equivocally between team member to team member. And so as a result... The pastor had reached out for me, to me, to help in this situation. And which later, as I began to discover how, you know, one team wanted to practice and get their stuff done, the other team did not, and really didn't see a, a need for it, that's fine. But what was happening is that the pastor, and this is where the spiritual abuse comes into play, um, the pastor was downplaying the contemporary team all the while 
and was given more precedence to the traditional service. And there was a lot of unhappy people there. Uh, the pastor played favorites into the traditional, some of the members of the team. And before long, when they made this decision, they sequestered the contemporary group to the gym. And that's where and when they created their new service. And when I showed up, there was only probably 30, 40 people attending that under-attended contemporary service because it was at a prime hour, which was around 10.30, which is the right slot, but they had their earlier traditional service at eight, and they had more, you know, 300 people involved. So all of the find out later, uh, as I was working there, the pastor was sending a lot of mixed signals to me and still wanted me to help the contemporary team, but wanted me to also really work with the traditional side and in separate conversations is telling me, well, you know, there's a lot of what he called complaining people in the contemporary side. And, you know, as me as a leader, I can't really work well with the fact of a uh, senior pastor or, or, or authority member to be talking badly about one group, especially when they're the ones that are the leader of it. So I came back and expressed my thought of the pastor needing to be with both groups, even though they're separate services, but there still needed to be reconciliation. And to my opinion, I believe that the pastor really needed to own that responsibility of not creating the two separate groups because if you can't work well together in one group, it's going to reap a lot of consequences, no matter if you try separating them or not. So as I had left that church and continuing six months of a contract, I found out a year later that the church actually split and the contemporary team created their own church and the traditionalists kept their own church. And all the while, as I didn't know, the pastor actually was having, as I've mentioned before, the under conversations with the traditional members. Well, he later confided into the leadership that he didn't want the contemporary team anyway at the church. So that to me is a huge blow because there's a lot of the dynamics that maybe are not being said outwardly from the pastor. He was talking, you know, underneath the surface. But when you have leaders like that in position that are think they say one thing, but they're thinking another, the other, other people pick up on it. We may not know what it is, but we know, hey, something's not right or something's going on. And this sends a lot of bad shivers in the vibes, uh, which are not felt well. They're not received well. And as I think about my own experience being in that environment, it was also destructive to me because I could see a pastor who's needing to lead both teams and bring them together as one um, without the preferential default of playing favorites or I like this one team better. Uh, you know, and this comes down to a leadership aspect, but 
there's also the spiritual dynamic overtones that would tell these contemporary members, you know, in their, in their minds, they would be thinking, well, gee, I don't feel good enough. Man, why, are, why is this group getting more attention than we are? Also, why are we getting sequestered to the gym? And, and, and all these feelings of, you know, why this change, but underneath of it all is, I must not be good enough. These were the real messages that the pastor was sending to this group. So it's not just breaking them off. It's, it's also the, could you imagine the week in, week out? Now, I speak with a lot of you worship teams and leaders, and you tell me that this is you. In fact, I want to thank you guys for reaching out to me because you're also letting me know that you like these videos and content, so thanks for that. But I hear your messages. I, I hear it. I see you. And my heart is with you because this is not to be of any ministry or any church. But unfortunately, this is where Satan gets a foothold in the congregation. And this is where the pride of the pastor gets to be unmanageable, where it, it causes these kind of spiritual problems within the church, and then it distracts people. And then we wonder why people aren't coming to the church. We wonder why our ministries are not growing. And we also wonder why the pastor wound up either quitting, running off, or maintaining their stay in this lineage of their pastorship. But things never change. The church dwindles, and people suffer as a result. Anyway, that's my confession to you about the tale of two worship teams and really two churches. One became successful later on, the other one, not so much. So, thanks for joining me here on Confessions of a Worship Leader, and I have more to share with you soon and later. Thanks so much. And uh, remember, uh, this is all about confessing what is right because your story matters. Thanks so much, and see you next time.